This week on Debriefing and Cocktails, we wanted to give a special shout out at the start, and we'll probably do it again at the end because this is future Reed speaking for past Reed a little bit. Oh, my God. I wanted to give a shout out to Clarence Brown and get you guys to go check out Discussing Who, one of his podcasts. Is it is Sergio, Sergio's here, too. Is that his only podcast, or does he have more than that? Does he have? A oh, no, he hosts a bunch. He's, he's discussing who, discussing comics, uh, mm-hmm. discussing Trek. Uh, he's also on the Techpedition podcast. He's 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 a busy man. All right. Well, there well there you go. Hopefully, you guys can have the time to listen to all of those wonderful Clarence Brown touched products while also listening to debriefing and cocktails. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys in the episode. Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and Everybody, welcome back to the fifth episode. I was about to say annual, fifth episode of debriefing and cocktails. I am once again, per the huge, joined by Master Sergio Lugo. How are you doing today, sir? I'm I'm doing fantastic. Uh, yeah. I, I I just want to point out. I think that's the first time you've gotten the name of the show right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's all been planned. Yeah, like there's some some fa- fantastic uh, growth is what that is growth. Yeah, man. Hey, this is the th- we're doing the one of the movie that I really like, so I can't be made the fool <laughs> today. All right, Sergio. Well, what are we? You know what? I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take it. We are talking about today. We are talking about Golden Eye. I will go ahead and be very upfront of my bias to this one to this one i am very partial to this james bond movie really do you have some 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 hard like nostalgia i i got some heavy nostalgia goggles on they are duct taped to my head about this movie it seems like even after having rewatched the movies we've watched so far and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen all these movies in few years now, but this one, even though I've been kind of critical about the other ones and see them kind of differently, I see this one the same way in my objective brain, but it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Wash it all away. Rose tinted <laughs> glasses on, baby. So okay. I just wanted okay. to put that out there. Well, what about you, Sergio? What did you think of this one? To just go ahead and jump into analysis because this is definitely the one I'm excited about. Ah, Reed. Oh no, not I wanted, this one. I wanted. I wanted to. I wanted oh, to. Oh no. I oh, liked no. Pierce Brosnan. If no, that helps. I mean, it is helpful. Any any positives are helpful. <laughs> oh no, it's so unfortunate to hear you say that. This makes me think this one's not going to end up that high in your mind. It. 
it leans into like campiness mm-hmm. way more than I was comfortable with. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right, well, let's just go ahead and jump into analysis, and let's let's hear what you got to say. Okay, so where, where <laughs> the previous movies had been over the top, and the, the, the you know the wink and a nod was there almost every single time. Mm-hmm. Like this one felt like every time they did something over the top, it was supposed to be cool. Okay. Uh, or it was supposed to be funny, like like the like the entire tank scene in the second act mm-hmm. was hilarious. Okay, yeah, it's it's a very bombastic scene. Like like, I feel like you could take several of the scenes in this movie, add sound effects, and then mm-hmm. shoot a second movie with Leslie Nielsen mm. and you would only have to shoot like 30 minutes of footage like and, superimpose and, Leslie Nielsen over Pierce Brosnan's yeah film. yeah and and have him deliver different lines and mm. it just be a straight up like comedy I think he probably could maybe do that yeah I'm not as familiar with Leslie Nielsen and his works yeah like it's it, it's, it's probably bad to say this, but it kind of reminded me of a Naked Gun movie. Mm. Mm. Le- Leslie Nielsen is the Don't Call Me Shirley guy. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and I think I've maybe seen one of the Naked Gun movies, and that's been forever ago. It just doesn't feel good when you're watching a serious movie and you get vibes of the Naked Gun halfway through it. Oh, man. I, I just don't have that, and I just don't have the naked gun to put it up against and mm-hmm. say anything and even have that frame of reference to it. So I, I just don't get that. I, I can definitely agree in saying that, yes, there's certainly some nonsense happening. <laughs> there is certainly a point where he's driving the tank and he's been going through things and such, and he adjusts his tie. Mm-hmm. Which I adore, mind you. I adore yeah, I, that. I, I did I did not. I, I did not. I did very much. But yes, I, I at least can understand what you're saying. What you are saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um well in any other what did you like? Let's try and what let's did go, I like? Let's jump, the, off, like, let's jump off there or start from there now. Uh I, I like I liked that's it. I, I like that it kind of made fun of the 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 James Bond character in that you know Money Penny did point out hey this is sexual harassment mhm you know yeah. and 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 M is it M yeah M is that her name J- uh Dane yeah. Judy Dench sir Dame Judy knighted. Dench uh yeah she um she was God. like you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. Relatively yeah, you're a dinosaur war. from a from a from a you know bygone era. Era. Now that mm-hmm. the uh, Cold War is over, you're kind of useless. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was it was self-referential in that in a, in a way that I I haven't seen out of the franchise yet. So that yeah. was cool. And I feel like they kind of did that particularly with M. To just kind of give her, let her, put her put her foot on his throat a little bit because you're introducing a woman 
as his as the head of the agency now. And I guess in 1995 that was unheard of kind of thing to do. I don't know. Uh, same thing with with what Money Penny says that she accuses him this might be sexual harassment, even though they immediately follow it up follow it up with it just means that you'll have to make good on your innuendos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on and and same thing with him. She calls him a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, and then at the end of it, she's like, "Bond, come back a lot." So yeah, well, it's still still like. The reason she said that is I, her her entire spiel I really, really liked. I did too. I really liked Jane Judy Dench. Jane Judy Dench as M. That, I'm pretty sure that's not right. Um. What, <laughs> Dane Judy Dench? <laughs> what did I say? Did I say You Jane? said Jane Judy oh, Dench. Oh, no. Oh, no, that is not correct. I'm sorry, Judy Dench. Please don't hurt me. Yeah. So so like her entire spiel was you I, I am not who you think I am. Yes, I want you know, I like numbers to be in the right spot, but mm-hmm. I do have a forceful hand. However, yeah. I yeah. care for you. Mm-hmm. You know, which which is a very nineties idea. You know, but like prior to the nineties, the the idea of Oh well, I care for my employees. I, I I want them to do well. I want them to 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 be excellent. I want them to have personal success, and I'm not just going to send them to die for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 80s and before that, you just do your job and you fucking die. Like that's there, there, there's no sympathy there, and and I feel yeah. like her character purposely brought that sympathy in. Oh, and for what it's worth, I did de- I I largely I definitely agree with you. When when I made the point of those two of the what the both those characters say and then they turn around and say kind of the opposite, or at least aren't don't really mean the other things. That's it's all fine, it's all perfectly good, to me. Yeah. And like you said, liking her speech, I really liked her speech. I think it was a really good overall characterization of her character. It's a short thing. It's not a lot, but it is something that she is. I mean, she says it there. She cares a lot about her. She cares about her numbers more than his instincts, and yeah, all those things that she says. And it's a really good characterization to me. I really do enjoy Pierce Brosnan being Bond. He he actually was in line to get it from, uh, not from, when Timothy Dalton was doing his movies. Yeah. I don't know if it was just if it was Living Daylights. Or License to Kill, which one he could have gotten on for. I think it was Living Daylights, though. But he was doing... Oh, Remington Steel. Yes, he yes he got, he was stuck doing Remington Steel, so he couldn't do it. But he wanted to be Bond for a hot minute. <laughs> he wanted that job. Well, he got so, the job. He did. He did. Uh, and, and he definitely looks the part. He acts the part. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does. He, he, he he seamlessly takes over the the persona of of I guess handsome faceless British spy. Mm-hmm. No, no, he he definitely does do that. Um, trying to think where to go from here because just so much. I I can I can say a lot of positive things about it. So I guess if you yeah. Well, I, I guess your, I, I can I can I can your unhappy sandwich. You no, know, you no, said no, no. I, I I can say some good stuff. Give me a chance. I, I, well, hey, you can make a bunch of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Some people need a bunch of sandwiches. All right, we'll go ahead. What's your other? For its what's time, the special mm-hmm. effects were fantastic. Yeah, I and and they, I'm definitely not the special effects guy, but I feel like they did good enough. They did good with what they did use. It mm. wasn't like extravagant backgrounds or this or that. It was just, hey, let's make a laser come out of a watch. <laughs> right, right. I, like, I'm not like, saying there's not more than that, but that's a simple effect to make, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything that they had, like even the stuff that was in outer space and 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 the explosions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm not right, gonna right. say I'm not gonna say that they hold up. No, they don't. But do they really need to be anything amazing either? They nope. they they look better than what you would expect a movie of its age to look. Mm. I'll I'll defer to you for that. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked the the. the Basically, the the twist that uh, Alec Double O Six was mm-hmm. the uh, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. That reveal was really good. Yep. <laughs> However, I kind of saw it coming. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of there, but it, it's it's not well, not really a but. It's it's easy to spot it, and and if you're and if you were happen to if you did happen to be wrong, oh well. It's not yeah. like it was a crazy leap to make. What's like what well, the crazier part is how I made that leap. OK, like, you know, how, so how did you so make it? so Sean Bean's characters supposedly dies in the first, what, three minutes of the movie, five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, he does die in every movie. Cool. But after that. They do the opening credits, and the opening credits are, you know, Pierce Brosnan, Sean, Sean Bean. Bean. And I'm like, like oh, this motherfucker's already dead. Like, how minute. is he getting second billing on a movie if he's already dead? It's a fair uh, it's a fair notice. Yeah, yeah, and I hate myself because I'm that guy who notices that kind of shit. But as a movie <sighs> maker, as a filmmaker, you're supposed to know people are going to do that. Yeah, you know, it's funny you do say that. In kind of retrospect, I wish they hadn't. I wish they'd have just maybe said Bond, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Maybe say Judy Dench or something, because I, I don't know if she was big or not at the time. But, but you know, maybe say, if you, just keep his name out of it, if for no other reason than for the reveal. Yeah. Because yeah, if he you can don't know say- that, it's not a bad reveal. No, it's 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 a really good reveal. Sean Bean is a fantastic actor. He played the part really well. Yeah, yeah, he he did good. <laughs> he did good. He did good. I'm going to say her name wrong because I look at her name and I can't say her name well. Famka Jansen. I think it's Famka. Famka Jansen. Yeah. What did you a- think of seeing Jean Grey in there, aka? I didn't know that she OG. was Nor Norwegian. Is that where she's from? Originally, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's with from that name. She's she's Dutch. Oh. Uh, I okay. I get I guess I guess her English her American accent is so good. I just assumed she was from California or something. It's so good. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah. she's from the ne- Netherlands. Wow. Okay. Uh, I did not like her character at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Upon rewatching this movie. I can dig it because I'm 
on board with the concept of the henchman, and I just especially if for no other reason than Venture Brothers at this point has tainted that entire premise of arch villain to good guy and henchman and all these kind of things. So it's a big joke to me in some way, especially when it's laid out as a joke like she kind of is. And I just, but I still think she does great. I think she does a really good job. No, no, she doesn't, man. She does such a good job selling this ridiculous henchwoman, absurd character. It, it 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 is absolutely ridiculous and absurd, and it's it's another one of those things that leads me to believe this movie is actually a comedy. Oh no, it's it's I'm I'm not don't we we can do in this podcast right now. Uh, it, it's she kills people by squeezing them with her thighs. <laughs> she killed a dude that way, and she tried to kill Bond that way. That, that's her literally her signature move. That that is that is that is her wrestling move. You're not wrong. Yeah, that's her finisher. Yeah, it is like the vice grips or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm I'm just not on board with her character whatsoever. I and and I'm not wholeheartedly on board, but I you know I say that I I don't care one way or the other. I'm perfectly fine with her character, on the whole. Like it's fine. She she plays the character <laughs> she's supposed to play. Which is the henchman. Yeah, yeah. And she's fine. Well, especially when you've got Sean Bean doing what he does, and he does well. You know, I mean, fucking have, have somebody be ridiculous compared to him. <laughs> yes, that's the way to look at it. You gotta balance the scales. <laughs> a, l- a little bit. Somebody's gotta be full of nonsense. And, and all things equal here. Sean Bean here. I'll I'll throw in a criticism that I do have for this movie after seeing it after all the, after seeing it years later. Good God, bless America! He could kill Bond dead to rights three or four times, and he just doesn't. Yep. Yep. I noticed. He, I noticed that as well. <laughs> he, he, you know what? The final, the the thing that final strawed me was when they go to the satellite toward the last act of the movie. He tells his guards directly, "Shoot him, kill, kill him, him. To kill kill him." And what do they do? Not kill him and take him to him. Yes. And he does not correct them. In any way. It's it's not even like where he said, you know, I did tell you to kill him, but I'm kind of glad you didn't now. So thanks. <laughs> you know, not even that, not even a waving of, of what was told. Just like he didn't say the shit. Now, like it would have been really cool if he just killed both of his henchmen and he was like, I told you to kill him. Sure. Like, Fine. I could respect that. I could, too. I, I could be down with that, you know, because he because at that point when he kills his two his own two men, he's just like, well, you're here now, James. I guess we'll we'll go over this whole diabolical scheme and all that where you're here. <laughs> but I am going to kill these people for being idiots because I told them to do that. I told them to kill you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, I noticed it as well. So it's it's definitely frustrating to see him actively had two, three odd chances maybe even four 
solid chances to kill him, and he doesn't. The bomb on the train, I gave you the same six minutes you gave me, James. And, all right, well, he knows what to do now. <laughs> he knows he's got three minutes. The the heli- the the tiger helicopter. Let's let's strap him in there. James mm-hmm. Bond can't get out. James Bond is basically the master chief of spies. I don't know if you're familiar with the context of Master Chief from Halo. He's not really all that special in the con- in the context of the Spartan characters. He's mm-hmm. just the lucky one. That's kind okay. of what explains some some of his good fortune. He's not like the Spar- the Spartan that's super good at sniping or super good at close combat or super good at this or that. He's just the lucky one. He makes intuition-based decisions and he's lucky. I uh I I don't I don't like that. You don't like the this this rendition of Master Chief or I I don't like the the, the idea that there's nothing inherently special about James Bond. To some degree, it's, I don't I don't know how you can't say I don't know how you can't see that in the first place. Like he he is definitely good. There is a little bit more with him than say Master Chief, but it kind of I would assume it goes hand in hand with both characters. He's very creative. It's it seems. And this is assuming this is trying to assume that his uh, pursuers are not idiots. His pursuers are always idiots, though. Right. But let's just assume for a moment that they're not. He excuse me. He does creative things to get out of situations. Where like when he's on the satellite facing off against 006, he like kicks out the great the the door that leads to the ladder and just falls mm-hmm. right who does that who just kind of sees that in a moment kicks the door out and falls that's that's fairly creative it's not yeah. even like he saw the door and ran to the to his one to his escape route he just kind of saw it in the moment and did it yeah yeah who who jumps in a fucking tank and says, you know what? I'm gonna do that. That's how I'm getting out of here today. And it's just, so, just so you know, like there isn't a driver's seat where the t- where the the driver is visible in a fucking tank. No, I don't. Well, is there is there not? Is there not like a little slit? Or it used to be a slit? In the there's old, a, well, the there's old like days. a slit. There's a slit that they hide in so they can be in an armored tank. The mm-hmm. one of the concepts of a of a tank is that you're in an armored vehicle that cannot be penetrated. If your right. driver is exposed with half his body out, you're defeating mm. half the purpose of the tank in the first place. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like if you're talking about him just riding down, I can't remember the name of this town, the city he's in, but we're just going to say Russia. He's riding around Russia with sticking out of the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have your handsome actor sticking out of the tank. Right. It's the same thing with like having your handsome superhero actors. Not wear their goddamn masks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the iconog like half of the iconography of some of those characters. Ugh. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the, like this movie seemed darker than the previous movies, just just visually speaking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I I, can I, see I do that. I do really like the whole golden eye concept. Uh, like the the web the satellite weapon system. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that it was about 10 years too late. At the time or now? At the time. Uh, because w- what that weapon system is very reminiscent of is um, – what's his name? President Reagan's uh, Star Wars program. Oh, okay. And that was the 80s. <laughs> so this was like, hey, remember 10 years ago during the Cold War when Reagan was, you know, talking about fighting people from space? Well, the Russians did it, and now we're having to deal with it. It, it just seemed – it seemed late. I was about to say, I, I, I can see what you're saying. I, I mean, that's fair. You want to say it's late. I get that. Yeah. At, at the very least, they it's not like this is something – it seems like they've had it for a little while. It's been – a secret for quite a while. It's not it like they possible. just invented it in 95. And let's assume the movie takes place in 95, which they generally do. It's not like yeah. they just came out with the technology. It's been there for at least a few years. All right. All right. I, I guess you can explain that away, Mr. Mr. But Mr. In, Host. <laughs> but in terms of movies, movie threats, I'll yeah. give you, you know, I'll definitely give you that. It's like, eh, you guys could have done this in the living daylights, but you didn't. Uh, right. So, <laughs> when uh, it was more topical. Yes, it was way more topical a decade earlier. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Natalia and Boris? Uh, those are the programmers? Yeah, because this is one of the first times we've kind of had, us in our movies, I feel like, Maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me if I am. We've kind of had a little more to these side characters, especially in some level of interaction with each other. Because Boris and Natalia are are they're definitely buddies, right? At the that, yeah in the yeah. opening scene. Yeah. Um. I, I I liked Natalia. I like the actor that plays Boris. Mm-hmm. I did not like Boris. Bro, when he at the very end when he gets frozen. I mm-hmm. thought of you and I saw that and I was like, yeah, he's not gonna, he's not gonna like that. I, I don't <laughs> think you're gonna like that at all. <laughs> y- you know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just reminded me of kind of what you said about, um, geez, live and let die. The end sequence of live and let die. Mm-hmm. You know, to see Alec falls from a quite a high distance. And does not have his spine shattered, but it's a movie. All right, fine, fine. Screaming, ah, satellite falls on him. Boris somehow lives and is like, yes, I'm invincible. And then is frozen by nitrous oxide or whatever it's called. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the proper science words are. So it's just, it's, it's just silly. It is very, some of those moments are a little bit silly, particularly him getting frozen. If they took that out, I wouldn't quite say it was all that silly. Just overly dramatic, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just real, real silly. I think the only th- sort of thing I had an issue with Natalia was – so this just didn't really make sense to me. And to be fair, my girlfriend pointed it out and – so this was still sorry i'm losing train of thought my girlfriend pointed out something toward the end of the movie so prior to this moment natalia has been captured and chased and lied to and swindled throughout the movie seeming 
not strictly defenseless, but pretty much defenseless. If not, if not actually strictly, maybe I'm being too generous. She's just getting taken by General Romov, gets tricked by Boreas, gets taken by Zinya on the top. All, all these things, right? Seems defenseless. End of the movie, Bond hands her a pistol and says, do you know how to use one of these? Takes the <laughs> gun, does the whole spiel of changing the magazine, cocking it back, and it's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> Where was that the last two hours? She ever? had no access to guns. Bullshit. Maybe she did in a lot of it. The archive scene, she definitely did. Dudes had guns. <laughs> and they passed those dudes. You know, I, I don't know why I'm uh, trying to defend it. You're absolutely right. It, but but kind of fine, right? I'll even kind of go with you. Fine, fine. She had no access to guns. Why the why the frick frack are you doing this right now? <laughs> why are you doing this two hours into the movie? Why? It's, What's it's, the point? <laughs> it's not even like it's not even like. Five minutes later, she defends herself with said gun. They just show that, and nothing comes up. It doesn't oh, mean that's anything. Right. Oh my! Now that now that you pointed out, you're absolutely right. She didn't shoot anybody. No, she didn't shoot anybody. Why the hell do that? Right. She played get help just before he gave her the gun. Get help being from Thor Ragnarok, if you remember that. That beautiful game that Thor and Loki play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the elevator stick. But, yeah, nothing comes of it. There's no reason. It's it's some spectacle or something or something. And, but it doesn't mean anything outside of itself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I in my mind, I was I was predicting. I'm like, okay, Bond is going to get himself into some some sort of sure pickle. And yep. then you're going to hear a gunshot. And, you know, Sean Bean's going to be dead. And then on the other end of the gun is going to be her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Never happened. Could, never, yeah, never maybe, happened. Maybe it could have been something like Bond couldn't kill his friend, but she could kind of thing. Right. Didn't happen, though. Didn't happen. Nope. That scene is completely pointless. Nothing happened with it. She didn't go kill Boris with it. She didn't go kill a random soldier with it. Nothing. <laughs> I'm 99.9% sure on the last statement that she didn't kill a random soldier. She definitely didn't kill Boris with it. She definitely didn't kill Alec with it. So who the fuck she killed with it if she did? And I don't think she killed anybody. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Go back this movie's just, this movie sure. only gets worse as you talk more about it. It's crazy. No, it, no, it doesn't. It's still just – it's so good. It's so good. Did You saw the text that I sent you earlier because I'll say it again anyway, but I just want to make sure you saw it. Oh, yeah. Say it again, though. I, uh, I'm i telling you, when I first saw the movie, I didn't pay any attention to this. And I think even later, I didn't just, just – either just didn't pay attention to it or I'm too naive or too dumb, too innocent, whatever. When they're in the in, – I'm going to call it the casino scene because I don't know what else to call it if it isn't that. When mm-hmm. Bond and Xenia are playing Bakra and – they're talking about getting drinks. He says, I'll have a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. What do you have? She says, I'll have the same. And, how do you, and he asks, how do you want it? 
She says straight up with a twist. And that is 110% of sexual innuendo. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so good. Because <laughs> to me, I took it as just, it's just some silly, th- you know, she's just, it's just a drink thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I don't know. I didn't take, I didn't think much of it. Because what he said wasn't anything special, right? His is just his drink. I, I don't know. I, I'd love so much of his piffy, you know, as Alec put it, his piffy comebacks. I, I no gl- and glib remarks. I didn't re- I didn't re- re- reply to your your <laughs> your text earlier because I didn't want to give away uh, podcast content. Oh, that's but fine. Fuck that, man. Which which thing? Fuck what? It's, it's scenes scenes like what you just described are the reason. Like lame lame ass dudes think that shit is funny. Oh man, and. I, and I think those are just—it's—it's it's just the silliness of people. It's unfortunate that people get suckered in by that. And I say that it's not like we weren't 20 years old at one point and thought, "Hey, man, our this cool character we see says this, and we're going to say this lame shit." I never said that lame shit to anybody because I was too much of a, too much of a quote-unquote nice guy. I thought that was rude. <laughs> but you know, just the same, there are people who take it the other way. Yeah, and and the thing is, is there's nothing if if you if you say it in the right company and and you say it to the right people, there's nothing wrong with saying that. Right, but it's the ones taking it as a pickup line kind of thing. It's just so lame. It, it is, it's but so lame. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the movie and in the James Bond universe of shit. This is great. It's it's so wonderful. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> the entire Q scene is a gem. See, for instance, was, the Q scene pissed me off too. Oh no! That I, I, th- that whole scene is literally like you, you could pull that scene out and put it in. Uh, who's who's the guy who did Robin Hood Men in Men in, Men in Tights? Oh geez, I don't ne- I never could remember that guy's name. It's the same guy from Princess Bride. No, 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 not no? the not not the. I'm talking about the Mel Brooks. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, like the director or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like okay. that whole cue scene could have been a, in a Mel Brooks movie. It it could be, maybe. I don't know enough about Mel Brooks movies well enough to say. Like they're absurdist comedies. I still, I think I made this defense in the Living Daylights podcast. You need something like that in these movies because if you have dry spy junk the entire time with your little comebacks every now and then, your little jokes every now and then, you're gonna you're gonna take the Walter PPK and shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> like you need that. You you need this refreshing moment to just take a breath from from all the stuff and let it let the audience digest it. And and again, now, Mr. Hostman, you're not wrong. Yeah. I just wish it was better. I'll g- and and for what it's worth, co-host man, I'll give you that. It doesn't have to be this scene. It doesn't have to be exactly what they do. I'm perfectly fine with it, but I will give you that. It could be a lot of different things too. Very easily be different things. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Like I'll I, give I, you that. I, I feel like previous movies did a better job of subtly weaving in the comedy, and, the, you know, the lightheartedness oh. of certain parts of it. This one was ham-fisted and just kind of corny. I see what you're – when you say that, I understand, and that's because you're seeing these movies in an obscure order, Maybe. in an odd order. Because think about this movie in, in the actual context that it really fits. What is this? Movie 17? Something like that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it's in this one, it just means they've been doing it for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> It at least lends credence to the idea. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it was in the Living Daylights, which is two movies ago. It, but it, it again, it wasn't as ham-fisted in it, in, in that And that's movie. fair, right? It it wasn't ham-fisted. That's fair. It's, I'm just saying that 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 this has been here. These kind of something like this has been here for at least a moment. It's not like this movie. I don't know. I actually kind of take that back. Maybe a smidge because this movie I do feel like is kind of the – this is the one where they do kind of knock it up from where you're saying Living Daylights was tame enough, right? You, you It was all right. It was acceptable, that cue in, scene. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the, like the cue scene in, in that movie was adorable. Yeah. they From this one forward, they definitely kind of – ratchet that shit for sure i'll I'll give you that it does go higher yeah and i i I don't i don't know man i i love comedy as much as as much as the next guy i'll i'll be interested to say to see what you say about uh the actor who replaces q the first actor who replaces q Mm -hmm. because desmond Lillowin? I never can pronounce his name at all. The, the, because so the guy playing Q now, that's the same Q from that's been the same Q. Really? Mm-hmm. It's the same it's been the same actor. Since uh from Rush I guess from Rushwood Love might be the first one he was in. I guess I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah. And and that, and again, that's just because we're seeing it in a weird order. Yeah. All right. Any, any last analysis, main analysis things you want to say now? I'm, you know, we can obviously kind of jump them, tag them in later a little bit, but any main thing you want to say now? Um, <clears throat> the opening sequence was trippy as fuck. You know, after – funny you mentioned that. I did forget about that. After watching it. I think that scene does make sense. I think you had said that you didn't like it. It didn't make sense. A rope was more practical. This is my argument to that. That when so when Bond gets there and runs into Alec. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Remember, you have to repeat that stuff because no one heard it the first time. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. When Bond runs into Alec, Alec says that he's late, and he obviously makes the joke about needs to stop in the bathroom. Originally, you had suggested that the bungee scene, the bungee jump off the dam was – and correct me – was extravagant, too too extra, didn't need to be there, something to that effect? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was was overkill for what needed to be done. Okay, and a a rope down would have been more practical. I won't strictly disagree with the idea of rope won't be more practical, but damn it, that's not a James Bond movie, sir. 
1995 and base jumping i'm gonna just make a educated guess was really cool in 1995 yes yeah (laughs) and in its defense of the action of doing it when he's on at the top of the dam he is sprinting he is in a hurry he latches the bungee the cable down and everything gets ready to jump jumps and goes and grapple hooks himself lower down to pull himself in whereas a rope he'd have to handle that a certain way he'd go down it's much slower than just free falling most of the way and bungeeing to some level of safety and grappling to settle himself better that like that whole sequence is faster than if he did a rope i don't know have you ever seen somebody climb down have you ever seen someone rappel down a down a mountain? It's it's not a it's not a slow process. I, and I don't think it's slow. I'll, I'll give you that. That's that's fair to put say that. And no, I'm not overly familiar with rappelling down anything. I still have to imagine what he did is faster. Even if rappelling down a mountain a a, a dam is can be done in a speedy fashion, I have to think what he did is faster. It's more extravagant, and that's all that matters. It definitely is more extravagant, yeah. uh, and that yeah. is all that matters. D- dude, did you did you see? James did you Bond see that base he, jump? He was bungee jumping, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <clears throat> man. I bet you. I bet you he's gonna kite surf too. Whoa! Wait, wait, wait till uh, wait till die another day, buddy. <laughs> Talk about by the, special by effects. The time the, but, but by the time the uh the what was that was that the fourth one? By the time it comes around, he's gonna be full on just skateboarding. I mean, just wait till Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Just wait till Don another day, dude. <laughs> That's a movie. That's a hell of a movie. Like I, you... I, 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 how familiar with the movie Triple X are you? It's been a long time. Not 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 enough. I know. So, I remember watching it, but so Xander Cage was that his Xander name? Xander Cage. Yeah, what yeah. Is... Like I don't want to go too deep into. It, but I have a I have a reason for bringing up Triple All X. Right. Go so, ahead. So you know James Bond bungee jumping in the opening scene of of, of Goldeneye is kind of the precursor to the entire Xander Cage character because his whole persona. Is he is like an extreme sports maniac who is really good at skydiving and really good at roller skating or no I'm sorry uh, inline skating and 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 snowboarding and shit. So yeah, like, he, he's the extreme James Bond. Yeah, like like if you're looking at a slider of cool guy things, mm-hmm. you just take extreme sports and slide them all the way to the top. Okay. And then slide the whole spy thing down. You know, he's still a spy, but he's also a criminal. You know, he's got to be a badass. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, there's some connective tissue there that's kind of hilarious. Okay. I definitely enjoyed his one-liner when he's upside down facing the guy in the in the stall and says, "Pardon me, I forgot to knock." That was the only good one-liner. Oh, it's they're all the only good. good one in this movie. All right. Any any other things that you want to say for the analysis, or was that that's was it? That's your one. That was that was my one, sir. All right. For me, 
I just really overall enjoy I still enjoy the movie despite some of the shortcomings it has. I just really enjoy Pierce Brosnan's in his prime as the character. Like he do, he's not going to get better. <laughs> Take that how you want to. But he is on point James Bond in this movie. And I really like him. I really like the introduction and because it's the introduction of the character of M as Dane Judy Dench as M. I really enjoy that. And I really liked seeing I what's his name? I, I'm never Joe Don Baker. Joe Don like, Baker. Oh, his yeah, he was really yeah, good. The CIA really good. guy. But that's the same guy from last time. Remember? Yeah. That's yeah. the same dude, yeah. And I really like uh the I can't I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but the Russian that Bond goes and gets a deal gets a meeting with Janice with. I like that guy. I wish that guy was in the movie more. And that's that's another scene that didn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. They they couldn't get to right. They couldn't directly get to Janice because they don't they just don't know where he is. But they know who his competitor was. So they think that person would know, and they go to him for it. Like, it, it makes sense, and they go through this entire spiel about a, the deal that they're going to make with him, mm-hmm. and then they don't show any of it. None of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. None and, of it. And I, and, and I can give you – I'd give you that kind of – that's definitely a – we're just telling you things. That, these are future things, to be fair. He is telling – these are the things that will happen in exchange for what you're going to give me. But I, I kind of agree. There's probably something you could have taken out somewhere along the way. Maybe you could have taken out when Bond gave her a fucking gun, and then that all could have happened in 30 seconds. But why have such an why have such an elaborate like thing? Why why put the effort in when you could have written something more simple? If you aren't going to show any of these cool things that you're talking about, right? No, and, and that's kind of fair. You know, it's a very much tell, don't show anything kind of approach and and that's not generally the way you, you want to do it yeah that said i'll t- you know it's funny you say that and this will be my final thing so we can move on we've stayed on this for a little long this time where you dislike that aspect i dislike the aspect of bond and i wish i could remember the guy the character's name at the very least and i just can't think of it yeah zerkovsky i think was it uh-huh. Bond talks about that there's a clear relationship between these two characters. They've interacted. Bond even gave him a limp. Yep. Yep. And none of that is shown. And, yep. and and not even to say it needs to be shown in this movie, but it's one of those things where there's it's not in any movie. It's yep. it's just something Bond says he did. Which is kind of fine, I'm, but and I'm fine with that, right? See, and you're and you're fine with it. And to me, I would rather I I would rather have seen that. I would rather that have been in a previous movie. Frankly, yeah, yeah and maybe well, it is, and I'm don't, but I don't think so. The only two it could have been in was Living Daylights and uh, License to Kill, and it's not neither one of those. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, all right. On to section de dose. That is music. And this one I'm a little interested in 
and this is obviously in, coming from kind of a biased context. Just this one's music has always stuck with me, particularly uh-huh. the theme song. Yeah. But I'm very interested to hear your take of, you know, anything in between that I say here. The theme song, the end credit song. Like what? What? Okay. Okay. Well, I I don't want to spend much time on this at all because both songs are just trash. Oh just no! Just two trash ass songs. Man. Oh man, I love the Golden Eye song. It's it, it's, I'm not it's, gonna it's lie a to song you. by Tina Turner, mm-hmm. which I, in 1995 doesn't really make sense, but fine, whatever. She she had uh, standing, I guess. Right? She was still a famous singer at the time. I know, right? I know, but 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 I I don't know. Like her her time had passed by 1995. Right. She she definitely wasn't relevant then. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, it it was a Tina Turner <clears throat> song, but it was written by uh, Bono and the Edge of U2. Really? Yeah. So it's basically huh, a U2 song sung yeah. by Tina Turner. That's that is an interesting fact. I did not know that. Yeah, and 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 if you and if you listen, like go back and listen to it. It absolutely sounds like a song that you two would write. I I think if I knew the band well enough, I could see what you're saying, but I don't, and I doubt I'll educate myself to know it of yeah. their music. But I'll I definitely believe you. I believe you. Yeah, and like the, like the one thing about the the music in this movie that is so odd to me is that. None of it leans into the cool music of the time, at all. No, not not really. No. Uh, the, the, like the song after the credits was so bad. Oh that, Lord, that, yeah. That, yeah, that that my wife Ariel rolled over because we were watching it in bed. And she was like, "What are you fucking listening to?" Is what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I well, gotta listen to this trash song just so I can talk about it on the podcast. So it's so bad it like you you want to sit here and tell me gold not the theme song is bad i mean i'll believe you in in an objective sense but i don't care no i love i enjoy the song quite a bit but that (laughs) final song that credit song that that makes me think of the crap that was at the end of uh robin hood prince of thieves or something yes yeah, it's it's. I know they maybe aren't the same. Maybe they're not even the same genre, but it's just something they're akin to me in some way. They sound just similar enough. I don't know. No, you, and you're right. You're right. Like, let me see when Prince of Thieves came out because it it might have been influenced by it. And I I can't think of who the artist was who did the Prince of Thieves. Uh, Brian Adams. Brian Adams. There you go. Okay. I was thinking of the guy who did the Tarzan. Sco- oh, song. Ro- that's that's Phil I, Collins. Phil Collins. <laughs> yes, that's who I thought. Of. Yeah, I thought I was thinking Phil Collins. Yes. Uh, let's see. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves came out in '91, so it's possible. It's possible, but I doubt they were like, let's put a song in there like that Prince of Thieves song. I don't think that happened. Yeah. Oh, and and I'm not even saying, for yeah. what it's worth, I'm not even saying that that's happened. That's what happened. All I'm saying is they sound real similar. They don't fit the tone of the movie that they're proceeding. Right, right. What do you mean? Why? It's so weird. 
Yeah. Oh, so 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 we can move on. <laughs> like the, the the music in the movie itself was perfectly fine and serviceable. I don't have much to say about that. But those two songs just trash. Just just, just move on. <laughs> what did you, what did you think of? Well, tell this. What did you think of the the music used within the movie itself? And they didn't. Re- I don't think they really used much of the theme song in the movie like they had before. But they no, used they, the they, Bond theme bunch. Yeah, well, they didn't use the the like the Bond theme song whole cloth like pre- previous movies right. had. They would like the the score had it like peppered in a little bit here and there. Yeah, like the tank swivels around a corner behind, you know, comes into the scene and it's pretty pretty and, and that's, that's it. it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They don't go any deeper into the 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 iconic sounds, which is fine. Like seventeen yeah. movies in, or however many it is, you you need to change it up a little bit. I I, yeah. I will say the actual opening sequence with that Golden Eye song that mm. had all the women with like guns coming out of their mouth. Yeah, I feel like someone was trying to be really artsy <laughs> and just spectacularly <laughs> okay. failed. Uh, I'll. I'll take your word on this again because I'm not the artsy person at all. So, yeah, it yeah. certainly seemed fine. It certainly seemed in 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 the same vein as any other one. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And that and that's about as far as I honestly take it. I'll let you and the other art majors go further. <laughs> Let's move on to the next section. <laughs> all right, we are moving now on to tropes. Tropes. And we kind of covered a good bit of this in the analysis, I would say. Uh, yeah, I think the, the things that we didn't cover were like uh, he 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 banged two ladies. Right. Yeah. We did. Yeah. That the, that and the kills. Yeah. So what, yeah. No. Uh. Three. Well. Three. No. He does. He, he definitely does Xenia and the psychiatrist. We'll right. He, psychiatrist. he he does not. He does not. Uh. Make oh right. with Miss Onatop. Oh no. Okay, then he only did it with like one. Right? No, I, I, no. He 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 definitely did it with the main girl. When? When did he do it with her? He there was a scene where they absolute he, they woke up naked together. What? Well, so I'm trying to think. Was it after the train scene? Yes. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because I was thinking about it, and the first thing that came to mind was the end scene of the movie, where, and this is actually something I wanted to talk about anyway, so it runs into it. When they're about to uh, have coitus, (laughs) and all of the Marines, just the the CIA guy just comes out of nowhere, and is like, I told you I'd bring back up. Marines and all the Marines just sprout up around them like mushrooms. Like, damn, you guys uh-huh. are about to have sex on top of Ted or something. What? <laughs> what the hell? Can you at least not have had the Marines in the in the fucking underbrush over there? What do you mean, movie? Well, th- th- like that joke, I I actually liked. I'm not even saying it's a bad joke, good or bad joke. I'm just kind of annoyed in the. It, I'm not saying it can't happen, but it still just did kind of annoy me. It's like, really? Like, what? You guys are stupid. Y'all are dumb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, too. It's yeah, presumed too. he he did did something with the with the uh, 
psychiatrist. I'm going to just keep calling her psychiatrist. That's maybe not exactly. Evaluator. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like <laughs> I, I would assume that that happened, clearly. Right. Um, license to kill? Uh, the, uh, they, they mention his license to kill, and he kills a lot of motherfuckers. What do you mean? I've, in I've in li- this movie? or In this movie, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah, he... He's literally lost count. Yeah, I lost count after the first section, like the first part of the movie, when he blew up the building with all of the bad guys in it. Bro, he does a baseball slide into some dudes in the archives area. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and he just mows down a hallway of them. Uh, Not really a full hallway, but three or four guys just coming at him, and he baseball slides to get them. Yeah, so I I could not even give my own, like, estimation on how many people he killed the you internet is telling low well can i high low yeah go for it since you've, since you've already read it i already read so it. what what did you already count prior to reading that the number you oh said? i counted like 25 i'm going to say it's higher than 50 higher than 50 higher than 50 and kind no lower than oh is that how it goes okay i don't know you said higher lower I, I feel like you pick one direction, basically. You pick okay. a number and go a direction. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that shit works, but okay, do you, would you like to know? Yes, I would. The, the internet says that it's 47. Damn. Yeah. So close. 47, Pierce. Damn. Good Lord. He might have... I don't know. I don't know. We hadn't seen enough of the other ones to say that's the highest body count. We can say it is so far, for sure. It, it's definitely so far. Yeah. There um, might be some other ones that have similar circumstances where Bond does an explosion and it's full of like Chinese workers in or something, <laughs> you know, Chinese labor workers. So he kills like 500 people in one go. I don't know. Yeah, there, there, there's just this this movie had a lot of really reckless Bond action. Oh, it did. It did. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's almost. 60% of it has to be from just the tank scene, if not more. <laughs> the tank scene is ridiculous. Yeah. Redi- he destroys a statue, carries away the top part of the actual statue part of it, and drops it effectively. Mm-hmm. It attaches to an overpass, which dr- then subsequently drops on two police cars and they're wrecked now <laughs> like he did so and he crashed through at least two walls three excuse me oh yeah that yeah. man it, did some hella property damage yeah 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 like it was very reminiscent of fast five which i oh, guess goes sure. back into our tropes like in, in fast five when dom and uh what was paul walker's character's name oh gosh i don't care um when, when they when they were dragging the uh, the, the the bank vault through okay. the streets of Rio de Janeiro, yeah, yeah, Rio got effed in the a hole. Yeah, yeah. So I again connective tissue. I can totally see that leading to to Fast Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Q gadgets. What do you think of the Q gadgets? There were a lot. Like I don't know. There weren't a lot that he used. He used a few of them, and they were effective, and they weren't very uh unbelievable yeah i i don't know enough about belts 
that's the only one that's kind of unbelievable to me. Somehow a laser and a watch is not unbelievable to me, but <laughs> a, a grappling hook that can support a 200-pound-odd ma- pound man, mm-hmm. that sounds less believable to me while still being a functional belt. Uh, well, fishing line can support very, very heavy people. Okay. Um, and if, 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 if you find a strong enough fishing line, you know, the only real task you have is hiding it in, in a belt buckle. Which is kind of true. And you can hella hide some fishing line. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm willing to to follow that, that narrative. Yeah. Um, All right. That's, that's fair. When you put it that way, I've recently dealt with fishing line. So yeah, that's fair. The, 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 the exploding pin. Mm hmm. The way it was used was kind of ridiculous. It was, but I, me personally, I'm going to cut you off here. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I, I really enjoyed that scene. I really, <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it to the point of really to the, in the, in the extent of I'm paying attention to his clicks. Yes. Which that, and that was fun to me. That was just made me feel very engaged and tense of, like, oh, what's the – and I'd already – you know, I've obviously, obviously already seen it, so I know how it more or less plays out. But let's say I never had. I would be – I'd be hella paying attention to that if I'd never yeah. seen this movie. Yeah, and and uh, I don't think Q did a really good job of explaining how the clicks worked. I kind of thought that too a little bit. I, I'm I'm to- – obviously I'm willing to give it a pass because of bias. Yeah, but you're but I did kind of agree because he clicks it so many times twice, mm-hmm. and I and I, the only thing I come up with was like I guess you have to do it within a succession. It has yeah, to be yeah. within you know point five seconds each click like click 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 click, you know it has to be that. Anything else and it doesn't arm. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing that can really be uh learned from from the behavior of that character but I, I like that character enough that it works yeah or i'm sorry i like the actor enough that it works mm-hmm. speaking of the actor and the character what did you think of i I'd skip back to analysis for just a minute what did you think of the scene between him and natalia in the beginning when they're just programmers and he has then he does mm. the password crap what did you think of those two? Uh, it's so quaint <laughs> this, man they're so, so terrible. Fucking quaint. Like it, yeah. it's 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 like when you watch the movie Hackers, and oh, you man. realize that it is nothing like actual hacking culture. You know, it's it's so, somehow these people are made out to be badasses on movie screens when they're very much not that in real life. Was it was it like that at one time, or is it never like that at one time? It's never like that. Okay. It's it hackers aren't cool. No, they you're you're not wrong. I can't remember if it was which one was the Hugh Jackman movie. Was that Hackers? Oh, that was that. No, that was that was Swordfish. Swordfish. Oh man. And it's just as bad, man. Yeah, it's it's like you talk about the one that makes people makes them look cool. Hugh Jackman being a hacker and Mm -hmm. getting whatever woman he got in that movie, and he's a badass. Halle, I thought it was Halle Berry, but I wasn't sure. But he's just so cool, and he's a hacker. Dude, no. Dude, no. Hollywood is obsessed with 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 making hackers seem like these fringe, cool, like anti, 
establishment dudes. Like, there's the Matrix, there's hackers, there's swordfish, just over and over and over. Yeah, and, die, die Another Day. That if you remember that Die Hard movie. Die Another Day is that's that's a that's a James Bond no, movie. No, no, you're right. No, 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 no. Die. <laughs> What was the name of the? It's the one where Bruce Willis is. It, I mean, it's the one after. Uh, die, die, die Hard die. Three, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Live Free or Die Hard. Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, that's it. They they have the the bad guy of that movie. He's just about creating anarchy and chaos through through the internet, through computer systems, fire sale, and destroying economies and all these kind of crazy anarchist things from the position of a hacker and it's just all cool he yeah, looks really cool doing not, it so and it's just cool. it's not yes it's probably not yeah. i feel like it has something to do there's some context and we're getting off topic and we will get back on topic guys i'm sorry but this is interesting enough at least to <laughs> me and i think to him they they treat hacking like it's magic so that's the cool thing we can just have hackers go I'm in. Aha, we have the money. And that it yeah. is just just this magic yeah. that they're doing and stuff is happening allegedly. And you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's that imagery of it. It it's, has it's, to it's, be. It's it's magic, it's sci-fi, it's 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 a, it's a plot device. Yeah. yeah. Sure. There you go. And that's that's probably a good way to put it. It's a good it's a plot device. It's a very accessible plot de- and very reusable plot device. Oh, anyway, <laughs> any any other any other tropes? I, I think that I think that does it out? for tropes. For for the last one, I want to point out, and I think I've already said this once, so I apologize if I had. I really enjoyed the one-liners, the comebacks, oh, the pickiness. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk about I that. I enjoy them. It's, All right, I, well, I we did will, not. I did not. We will move on then to our second this week. Our second to last section. We're gonna have a bonus section this week. This our second to last one is ranking. Sergio, do you want to explain this one more time, or do we have to? Or do we have to do this? Do we have to do this again? Uh, I don't think our we like. If you've made it this thing. far in, you, yeah. you, you might. You might. I, I'm just gonna list off the the like the order that we we have right now. All right, let's let's do that. So at at the bottom of our list, we have Doctor No. It, mm-hmm. it is right now the worst. Uh, moving up from there, let me see if I actually made a spreadsheet for this. Give me a second. I I have it, but not in definitely not in a spreadsheet form. Okay, no, I've got it. Here we go. At the bottom, we have Doctor No. Uh, above that, we have On Her Majesty's Secret Service, mm-hmm. uh, me, meaning that uh, it is better than Doctor No. To put a little explanation there. Uh, Above that, we have Live and Let Die, and as of last episode, episode four, The Living Daylights was our number one James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I might have to defer to you on where this one goes. I will admit again that I definitely have a bias for this movie. That said, I still think it is better than any of these other movies. In I'm, almost in most ways, I, I I would definitely say it's better than On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's definitely better than that one. It's and it's definitely better than Doctor No. It's definitely better than that one. It's 
Yeah, it's definitely better than Live and Let Die. It is. I, I would agree, too. It is. If, for, only... if almost for no other reason, because it's 1995. True, true, and that and, helps so much. We, I guess we kind of have to take t- take you know the 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 year these things were made into account uh, yeah. when we when we rank them. But I'm having trouble finding a reason to put it above the Living Daylights. All right, why why are you putting the Living Daylights above it? it well, as I said, or what's like, putting it under it? What what's keeping it down? What, what's keeping it down is is the fact that it's basically a comedy. Oh man, you just have such a different POV for this movie than I do at all. Yeah, like it's 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 way too campy, way too campy, and not and not like a, an adorable campy, like a Batman and Robin campy. Oh no, uh, I I would slap you. <laughs> I would I would slap. And I'd hope the audio would get picked up on. I would slap the shit out of you for saying that crap. Uh, no, not nearly as egregious as Bat- Bat- Batman and Robin. I don't you. care. You but put them in the same sentence in a line to each other, shit, not opposing. And it felt good too. <laughs> oh, you filthy, filthy individual, you. I, I was oh, more man. intrigued by the Living Daylights, like the, at its core. At its core, mm-hmm. I feel like GoldenEye could have been a better movie. It mm-hmm. had a way better like plot framework with mm-hmm. with the you know the agent gone bad. Yeah, you know the, e- even even the agent's justification for being evil mm-hmm. was solid. Like I, I I'll give it that, but everything all all of the 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 the, the fluff around the main the, the main plot. Is is just a little bit too much for me. It, like if if this ends up being at the top right now, I I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. It's just personally, I can't I I can't justify being there. So to some of what you said, to try and bolster why I think it should be in the front at the top of this list, because I don't want to just put it there arbitrarily because you're strictly deferring to me if you have a strong enough feeling in the other direction. Mm-hmm. I made this complaint about the Living Daylights that the story of that movie was a little too convoluted to me, and I disliked it for that. Like I don't know, if, I, I don't remember exactly what I said then, so I'm just trying to pull it out of my head what I said, mm-hmm. but that it was confusing or it was a lot, a lot more stuff going on than there had to be. There's a lot of changing of sides of double crossings. And maybe some people really like that, and that's that's fair, of course. I, I don't like that. I don't like narrative jumping three or four different times. Mm-hmm. I, I just just give me a story. That's all I want. I don't need to. I don't need triple crosses to be entertained. I don't. I or rather, I don't find those entertaining. You know, double cross is enough on top of other things. With this movie being a personal story. Uh, with Bond and Trevelyan, even though to be fair, I think they could have gone a little further with it, and they and they, but they don't go too far. But it's definitely there where Bond and Trevelyan have a relationship in the opening scene. He, M and Bond talk about it not being for revenge. When Bond figures out, sees that it's Trevelyan, he's clearly 
shocked a bit. He's shook. When, he sh- he is quite shook. He's been beamed. And at the end of the movie, he he is reconciled. By the end of the movie, he is reconciled with the situation where he is willing to do it. He he's willing to drop him for for the mission for the for the queen and country because he's not willing to shoot him potentially earlier in the train where he talks about what are you going to do bond are you going to are you going to do worry about the mission or are you going to worry about your friend or your or the girl that kind of thing so that it's a more streamlined or more an easier to follow narrative to me so i like it for that i do like the actors whether that be just circumstantial that i know the actors right that I know Sean Bean, I know Pierce Brosnan from other things, so I like those people. I even know Xenia Onatop from something else, like that character or not. I know the actress, so I'm I like her. And it's just a it's just a simpler story in that way to me. And I know I'm kind of repeating that, so I apologize. And she, Pierce she, Brosnan is better than Timothy Dalton to me, uh, like hands see. down. Oh, that I, I don't I don't. Hands down. I'll have I'm to. I'll have to watch bad. more. I'll need more evidence before I can. I can say that because I and really liked Timothy Dalton. Yeah, and and for what it's worth, you can like Dalton. I I'm a hundred percent biased to Pierce Brosnan in the in in this one thing. Like if you were talking about Sean Connery, we can have you know I'll I'll concede and you can have Sean Connery. Like that's 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 some people's the like that's the man, right? That's to some people. It's just fair because he's the OG. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go, go ahead. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Well, no, I was actively interrupting you. So thank you. Um, <gasps> you're welcome. To, to, to say that, that golden eyes is less, um, convoluted than the living daylights is an overstatement. It mm-hmm. like it, I guess on paper it is less convoluted just because it completely skips over a lot of fucking stuff that the living daylights did not. And I don't think we should give it a pass for that. For example, what? Like the, the like the whole scene where, where they had to get to Janice or whatever. Like Oh, you're you're talking about their 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 they're dealing with Zarkovsky? Yeah, like that that whole Did scene. They skip some of that. Yeah. Yeah, like the, it had potential to be very uh convoluted. But instead, they just didn't show any of those scenes. And and I I can agree with you that they could have shown that they maybe could have cut out a thing or two here and there. That could they could have had that scene happen. But that I, I can at least admit to saying or not admit, I do think that would detract from that would take them off base. Maybe like, maybe they would a straight they'd be making a straight line. If you go as the movie is, they're making a straight line, maybe slightly squiggling, but more or less a line from A to B to C. Whereas if they do what you suggested, which I'm not saying is wrong, it's just not – it is a different movie and is a potential yeah. – it could be an issue to some. You're going, you're drawing a triangle from A to B to C or a point – I guess a point. Uh, so it just kind of diverts from what the point of the movie is, and it's just them trying to get to Janice, get to yeah. get to whoever that is. 
I'd still would like to kind of see what you're talking about too, but I do think it would divert from the story. It's like, hey, let's go have this side story real quick and then come back. Yeah, yeah. To your other points, it being a more personal story, that that is the reason I'm okay with uh, putting it above the Living Daylights because it does actually tell me more about the Bond character than any mm-hmm. of the movies we've, we've watched so far. <laughs> right. So, even so, though, so th- yeah. th- that's going to that's gonna be the straw that breaks my back into saying GoldenEye's the best. Yeah. But but I, th- some of the stuff I have to say out loud, that way when we watch you know the rest of these movies, I can refer back to how I actually felt about this movie, which mm-hmm. is not great. Not like it's fine, <laughs> but it's yeah. I would rather watch The Living Daylights again. I'll I'll I will openly admit too, as I've admitted about my bias to this movie. This is one of I think two. Could be three at most, but two movies I would die on the hill for. There's only one other one I would probably die on the hill for. Yeah, this one is arguably the most popular. Like, there's, there's it, really only one other one that that could be as popular as this. Which one is that? Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. Was it? I I wasn't sure if it or Casino Royale was more popular. Dude, Skyfall was fucking huge. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it did really well in the box office, but I didn't know if it was ultimately popular. Like, I don't know if Goldeneye did super amazing in the box office or not, but it was obviously popular for a different reason, which is going to be our bonus round. Our Ooh, bonus let's section. move on to the bonuses. So, 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 so what you're saying is we're putting this on top is what I'm hearing. If I can help it, if I, if I can, you know, jam an elbow into your side to get it there. Then yes, I'd want it at number one. Okay, okay. Out and of I'm these, willing to, and I'm at willing this to, point, at, at, at these as, movies, as I told you, I'm willing to concede that. However, when when we when we break the files back out and we have to decide <laughs> whether or not some other movie is better than Goldeneye, you damn you damn Skippy, I'm gonna start referring to 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 this version of me right now. And and that's fine. When this list is bulked up, some, mm-hmm. I'll I'll be potentially happy to move Goldeneye versus certain other things. Just not these movies. Okay. All right. Okay. Our last and final section is going to be on Goldeneye 007, the video game. Okay. We're not going to go crazy into this, but I don't know about you. I'll speak for myself and you feel free to say, nah, I didn't, didn't mean anything or nothing to you. I'm watching that movie and I am remembering the levels in my head the almost the whole time. Um, and it's kind of fun. I'm, I'm oh. not. Unfortunately, like th- that was a game that I never actually played that much. Like, oh. I, played the, I played the multiplayer. Yeah. Like I, I completely understand how iconic the video game is. I respect the video game. I respect Rare and what they did. It's mm. just I didn't own it. I never owned it, so oh, I never man. had that experience. Uh, it's I, so I, sad. I played the remakes of it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy how you, how do you have the same experience with these movies as that game? I never watched a James Bond movie before. I never played Goldeneye 007 before. <laughs> how? He was just it just wasn't my my bag, man. I mean, I it's cool it's your bag. You didn't have the friend with the bag. You well, didn't I, have, did, I, I did have the friend with a bag, and that's how I played the multiplayer stuff, but I never 
did you play the multiplayer a lot? I wouldn't even say a lot. Like it was it was like a I'm having a sleepover. Let's play Goldeneye. Like Oh man, we played the crap out of that. We played a lot of that. Uh, you know, not like your Halo per se, your Halo parties all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, your land parties when ori- original Halo and then Halo 2. Yeah. But we definitely played it. We yeah. played it a good bit. And, yeah. well, and, and it was and, fun. The oh, multiplayer yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, I, I completely understand how influential it was, and we we, we actually we're aren't we planning a a season three episode where we talk about specifically like video game stuff? More than likely, depending yeah, on how everything likely. goes. Uh, so just to leave it on this or, or with this, it was just it was really fun. I definitely played the story, the campaign, we'll call it, of the of the GoldenEye game. Played it through, played on some of the different difficulties and whatnot through some of the levels. And and it was just a lot of fun. And I want to point out, and some people may know this, some people may not know this, This the game came out two years after the movie. That's crazy. And it was still something, something special. It was, I mean, it was kind of special in its own right, of course. But, man, that it, it really is kind of crazy. Two years later and people... People are just picking it up and playing it. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's so odd to me. Yeah, it's either a testament to the movie or it's a testament to that multiplayer. It, uh, I would fair, say the multiplayer. Yeah, it's probably the multiplayer. <laughs> so, any any final thoughts? Any final things you want to say? Something you forgot? You just you just thought of? No, I don't think so. Um, it was good to finally watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, having having been told of its of its splendor for what twenty years now twenty five years yeah uh, it's fine you know right uh, it's 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 out of my system so fantastic I I will be interested to see for you this is my last thing to say about the of the movie given that Judy Dench is going to be the continuing M. Okay. I'm interested to see... So this is her first one. I'm interested to see, now having seen this one, what you think of her in other ones. I'm I'm glad she's the new M. That, like... I am, too. Yeah. In, in retrospect of her being M in these movies, I, I adore her as M. I, I think she's fantastic. If wish to God she could have been M from day one <laughs> and played the character as soon as she possibly humanly could have played the character and been the character up to this point. Yeah. And onward would have been just great. Because she she's just she's just a gem in these movies. So well in this movie, agreed. Yes, in this one, definitely. Well, Sergio, thanks so much once again and always for being here and doing the pre and post work that you do for the podcast of Debriefing and Cocktails. And as a side note, they said debriefing at the end of the movie. They and did. I was hoping he would say something about cocktails, but he didn't do it. But he at least said, we got to get to the debriefing. I was like, I said half of it. And I was like, so do I, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again so much for the 
effort that you put into doing this. And I want to give a special shout out to the brown man himself, Mr. Clarence. His last name is Brown, right? There's got to be have... a better way you can say that. Maybe. Thanks so much, Clarence, for what you do for Reality Breached and this show and anything else you just have your your fingers in, all the pies that you have your fingers in. Man, you're just you're top notch. So, Sergio, thanks again for being here, though, and we will see you guys next time on Episode 6 where we are going to discuss Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. Ah, more modern stuff. Yeah, very modern. I, I'm super interested to see what you say about this. This is one I'm very interested in to see what you say. Because okay. th- some, some stuff changes in this movie. The way the Bond character is, is handled. Some stuff okay. changes. Cool. Yeah. I'm game. All right. Well, we'll see you guys in two odd weeks. Whatever works out. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic outro. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys in two weeks, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I I'm, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't say it with more of a, I guess we'll see you guys in two weeks. Maybe. Yeah, assuming the world doesn't end between now and then. <laughs> yeah, dude, just in case. Debriefing and cocktail. We are listening to Keep the Hip, Q Not, and Break Up Rock.